Welcome to the Think Yourself Healthy podcast, where we challenge you to think differently about your approach to health and wellness. My name is Heather Duranja, and I'm excited to be here with you to take you on the journey from surviving to thriving. Hello, everybody. On today's episode of Think Yourself Healthy, I have a special guest. Her name is Grace Van Burkham, registered holistic nutritionist. She is a plant-powered detox nutritionist and raw food chef facilitating empowering and inspiring glow cell health retreats in Nicaragua and around the world. Her mission in this lifetime is to spread the message of plant-based nutrition and self-love by teaching people how to eat and live with awareness and compassion. Oh girl, that totally resonates with me. I absolutely love it. Thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Oh, I'm really excited to have an opportunity to interview you. I know we've we've attempted a few times and life happens. And so here we are today. I believe everything is in divine timing. So Super excited to have an opportunity to chat with you and kind of share your knowledge and expertise with the audience. So tell me a little bit about you, Grace, and what brought you? How did you get here? Yeah, um, so I live in Nicaragua, in northern Nicaragua, and I have a wellness center here that I call a self-care center. So I I teach people how to take care of their bodies and their minds and their spirits uh, through plant-based eating and just cleansing the body, uh, doing practices like yoga and meditation, fitness, dance. Um, we explore all avenues to heal the body and to transform health. Um, I'm from Canada and from Toronto and I left Toronto 11 years ago. I sold everything I owned and decided I was going to live in the tropics. And I thought I was going to go to Costa Rica or Panama and kind of ended up in Nicaragua. And I was still traveling the world as a traveling Mm -hmm business at the time and um, just kept coming back to Nicaragua because I loved it so much and I loved being you know off the beaten path and there wasn't a lot of things going on here mm-hmm. and four years ago I decided to buy land and build my dream of a wellness center and provide a safe and supportive space for people to really change their lives and change their health. I love it. I absolutely love it. Very much aligns with my mission and my vision of where I see taking my practice as well. We have to, you know, when it comes to healing, healing is so much more than just um, the food and the exercise that that we're we're doing. It it goes so much deeper. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about um, what actually drew you to health and wellness and taking the whole mind, body, spirit concept and, and, you know, integrating it into your practice? Uh, well, a lot of people think I've been healthy my whole life. And, um, you know, I think more and more people know about my past because I'm being a lot more vocal about it and sharing my story with people because I think it's important. And it's inspirable. Um, I grew up most of my life from a very young age with addiction issues. And my first addiction was sugar at a very young age, copious amounts of sugar, and that's all I would eat. And that later led to food addiction issues, which led to eating disorders and throwing up, which led to drug issues and drug addictions and alcohol addictions. And, uh, like many of us who are in the health field, um, you know, that's how we got there because we were so the opposite of what we teach now. And I hit my rock bottom several times, many times, actually, each rock bottom getting worse and worse. Mm -hmm. And um, each rock bottom becomes harder to get out of. And I I finally realized one day, and I'm so grateful that I was able to have this epiphany, that if I didn't figure out what was going on and what I was running from and why I was continuing to numb myself with addictions of all sorts, Um, I was going to die. And if I didn't die soon, I was going to lead a very miserable life. So that kind of led me to nutrition school and figuring out how to eat and getting sober. And the more that I learned about not only health and learning, uh, you know, learning why I hated myself. So I because I hated myself, I had to learn how to relearn how to love myself. In fact, it wasn't even relearn. It was to learn how to love myself. I don't think I ever Mm -hmm. learned how to love myself at a very young age. So Um, everything that I've learned to heal myself is 
my business, <laughs> you know, I love it. my healing journey has become my business and what I want to share with the world. And I've realized that, you know, all the pain and the challenges and the suffering that I've gone through has been for what I'm doing now has been mm-hmm. to serve humanity in this way and to overcome and to triumph over my own pain and to now share what I've learned with others. I love it. We have very, very similar journeys. I'm, mm. I'm just like you started off with having severe sugar addictions. I was just telling a story in a class I was teaching. I mm. used to hide in the pantry as a young girl. I had a lot of younger brothers mm-hmm. and I would take the five pound bag of sugar and a spoon and sit in there and just eat sugar straight out of the bag. I would take bowls mm-hmm. of cereal and dump sugar. You know, if that spoon wasn't just saturated in the sugar, I was not content and um, Mm -hmm. led to drug use and, you know, all of the things, hated myself, had no self-confidence. And then um, as a result of, you know, drugs, poor diet, all of these things, um, a genetic mutation that I had inherited at birth from one of my parents turned into a full-blown autoimmune kidney disease at 18 years old. And at that time, I could not get health insurance. And so for me, that was um, a really scary place to be because they told me I was looking at dialysis or transplant within five years. And through everything that I've learned over the last 27 years of this journey, since I was 18 and got diagnosed, I've kind of reverse engineered the process that I had to go through um, in order Mm -hmm. to, you know, achieve optimal health and well-being. And I feel very blessed to be able to share the experiences, be able to relate to others and understand the true struggles that they face and also empower them with the right tools and resources to start living their best life. So I feel very, very much in alignment with you, which is why I wanted to interview you. Um, I found you on Instagram and started, you know, watching your stories and reading your posts. And I was like, I adore this chick. Who is she? She's badass. She's got to come on the show. Great. So thank you. Yeah. So I have a question. So I'm curious, why weren't you able to do this in Canada or the United States? What drew you to Nicaragua to be able to actually um, create this dream and this facility that you have now, you know, uh, that you now have? Yeah, it's pretty simple. It's the weather. (laughs) I love it. I decided. Yeah, I decided I lived in Southeast Asia for a few years prior to making this decision. And I was gone for two years, missed two winters. Uh, the winters in Toronto are, are not fun. And after missing a couple of winters in Asia, I, it dawned on me like, wow, I don't have to endure a winter. I can live in the tropics if I wanted to. So that sent me on my quest. I went back to Toronto after Asia. I spent, I think, three winters there. And then I realized one day, I I told all my friends and my family, I'm like, I'm breaking up with winter. I'm done. And um, that was the thing. I wanted to live in the tropics, but I also still wanted to do my job of teaching people and being a nutritionist and being a health professional and, you know, helping people achieve optimal health in the tropics. So at the time when I moved out here, I really didn't think that I'd uh, be as popular as I am now. I, um, you know, I, I thought I took up my yoga teacher training because I thought, you know, not everyone's so interested in nutrition, especially in countries or poorer countries like Costa Rica or Panama or Nicaragua. And I thought, okay, well, I'll take my yoga teacher training. That way I can teach anywhere. I can teach at a beach or a hotel, you know, until I get my own wellness center up and running. And it's funny, fast forward to now, and my nutrition business is booming here. People come to my cafe all the time to eat. People come to cooking classes all the time. My, oh. my international clients want to come here. I mean, now it's a bit tricky with all the COVID stuff, but many expats within the country that live here are now coming to my center all the time. So oh. um, it's been an interesting and adventurous journey for sure. That's and, and beautiful. What I tell people all the time is follow your heart, like really figure out what's in your heart and what's your mission on this earth. And don't worry about the money. The money yeah. will come when you're living in your authentic truth. And that's what I did. And I, I actually, in the beginning of this journey, I made peace with the fact that I wasn't going to make money because I really didn't think I was. I just wanted to live a happy life. And that came yeah. first. 
And I didn't care if I made money or not. And I just thought, you know what? I want to live my dream. I want to live on a beach. I don't want to do winter. I want to teach people. I want to be in the sunshine. I want to swim five times a day in the ocean. I want to pick fresh foods from the tree. That's what makes me happy at the end of the day. And when I put my head down on my pillow at the end of the night. And then once I was living in my alignment and living in my authentic truth, then lo and behold, my business started flourishing. So it's been interesting to see that connection as well. I love it. Yeah. It's all about quality of life, you know? And I think that we're taught as humans, we have all these limiting beliefs that we inherit from our loved ones, from our, you know, communities that, that create these rules that we're supposed to follow. And more often than less, it's the rules that are causing all of the discomfort because we're not being honest with ourselves. We're not giving ourselves permission to speak, you know, step into that truth Mm -hmm. and take the risks and go against the grain. Um, I grew up in the Midwest. It was miserable. I -hmm. hated it. The weather in the summer, the weather in the winter, it was just not conducive with the kind of lifestyle that I wanted. And so when I was approaching 40, I, I said, fuck it. I literally sold everything and moved to Southern California. Mm-hmm. And like you, I had $500 to my name. I didn't mm-hmm. know how I was going to do it. I didn't know where I was going to live, how I was mm-hmm. going to make money. I just knew that that's where I was supposed to be. And by yeah. taking that risk and following my heart, it, um, yeah. it led me to my path. And, you know, and, and with that path came the financial security that I didn't anticipate And, um, it's really exciting that, you know, what can, what we can achieve when we step into that person purpose and let go of all of the fear that, that holds us back. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, I think it's really important to not live with regrets. I mean, that's Mm -hmm. how I live anyway. Um, if I, if I have an idea or want to do something, but I'm scared, I, I at least have to try. And that's what I told myself at the beginning of all this is like, everyone's like, why are you choosing Nicaragua at first? I'm Mm -hmm. like, I didn't know anybody here. And, and in fact, when I first came here, I thought I'd only be here for two months and then go to Costa Rica. So I never imagined that I'd fall in love with the country here, but people are like, you're going to Nicaragua by yourself. You don't know anyone. Like people could not even comprehend it. And I just knew in my heart that I had to try. And I told Mm -hmm. myself, okay, like if I don't like this, I can come home within 24 hours, but I at least have to know in my heart that I tried. And I don't wake up one day in my seventies thinking, oh, I wish I had tried this, or I wish I missed out on that opportunity. And that's kind of how I live my life. And that's how you know the answers of whether something just because you try doesn't mean it's right for you either, but we don't know until we try, you know, and we navigate ourselves through life by trying and and seeing, does this make me happy or does this not make me happy? It's pretty simple, right. you know, or does this energize my life or does this not, or is this being in my life? And this is how, at least how I move through life. I just kind of let my own energy guide me. I love it. I love it. It's, it's beautiful. I like getting goosebumps head yeah. to toe. Um, and you're glowing. I mean, I can tell that you are living your best life and, and that's such a beautiful gift to allow ourselves to, be able to live our heaven on earth here now in, in the yeah. present moment. It's yeah. such a, such That's a actually one of the phrases on my wall in the living room for the clients is like, how do we make heaven? Uh, how do we make our life right now? Our heaven, you know? Oh, I love it. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. beautiful. So what are the, what are some of the challenges that you do face being in Nicaragua and having access to resources, especially, you know, some of the healthier modalities when it comes to food um, kind of talk to me a little bit about that. Yeah, um, I live in the north. Um, It's like country jungle up here. I'm an hour from the city, like a big city. And I'm four hours, three and a half hours away from the main city where the airport is. So it has its pros and its cons, mostly pros. Um, I love like a big part of my business is being in nature. And a big Mm -hmm. part of my clients transforming is getting back to nature and connecting to nature. Because, you know, most of us now, especially people from big cities are disconnected from what nature offers us uh, through the foods, through being in fresh air, through, you know, connecting to mother earth. So being Mm -hmm. in nature was a big component to having a wellness center that's successful. Um, But because of that, like I'm far away from cities when I need something, there's no, like, there's no stores near me. There's no place to get proper food. So um, part of my dream here is to become fully self-sustainable. So we are building oh. gardens. I get about half of my food now from the land where, wow. you know, I'm working on it. So eventually I'm hoping like within the next two years, I don't have to go to the store at all. Mm-hmm. Um, um, you know, I don't 
fully speak Spanish very well. That's been challenging in the beginning, um, but somehow I've made it through and Google Translate does help me a lot. And I always say I, I speak a very good Spanglish. I love um, it. Um, being a white girl by myself in the beginning was hard because I built everything from scratch. It's not like I bought a property and said, hey, like, let's call this glow. I literally bought a piece of dirt and I had to transform it into what I have now. Um, wow. And anyway, like if you've seen my photos on, or stories on Instagram, you can see how lush it is. And I've only been mm -hmm. open four years. So I've done a lot in four years. Wow. But in the beginning, I literally walked here and it was a piece of dirt. And actually in the beginning, I didn't even want this piece of land because I looked at it and I was a woman by myself then. And I looked at it and I was like, I don't know what to do with this. Like I'm a Toronto city girl. What am I like, what, what am I going to do with this? I was envisioning living like right on the beach with palm trees any, everywhere. And there was none of that. And um, eventually I got convinced to buy this piece of land, uh, which I am so grateful for now, but it was hard. Like I had to deal with construction on my own, being a white girl who doesn't speak Spanish. Uh, I had to learn about construction. I didn't know anything about construction. I never even owned a house before. Um, I had to, I learned different styles of construction. I learned how to garden. Anyways, um, yeah, it's, it's just been an adventure because this wasn't, I didn't grow up with this kind of stuff. I, I came from the city, but this was my dream, build a wellness center in nature. And then I was like, I'm going to do it. And then I got here and I was like, okay, now I got to figure out how I'm going to do it. And I, it, I just took it day by day. It was, uh, it's probably one of the hardest things I've ever done. Um, it was very challenging, but you know, I've learned a lot and I've always realized like, what else am I going to do? Am I going to, you know, living your dream takes if I want to live in a spot where barely any people are, um, I got to figure all this stuff out. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and it's getting most of it. Oh, sorry. Well, I was just going to say that it really gives you an opportunity to learn how to adapt and identify yeah. skills that you, you know, yeah. you didn't realize that you have the ability to learn and embrace. And I can only yeah. imagine how empowered as a, as a human, as an individual, and especially as a woman, you must feel after going through all of this over the last four years and building this um, amazing dream into a reality. Uh, you know, I commend you immensely. Aww, thank you. Well, I always like, I still, I'm, I'm getting into the rhythm of things now. It's still an adventure here. There's always something going on. It's like the wild, wild west out here, but it's also very beautiful. And I'm an adventurous person, you know, uh, since I was a young girl. So I, I, I know I can handle it. It's not for everyone, mm -hmm. um, but I, I, we live this beautiful beach life. I live near four beaches. I'm in nature. I walk barefoot all the time. I don't wear shoes. Love um, it. Um, so yeah, it's taught me a lot about adaptability. It's taught me that we are much stronger than we think we are. Mm -hmm. um, there were times where I literally, literally in the construction phases of things, didn't think that I would survive the day, but somehow I have. Um, it's taught me patience because everything comes in due time, especially when you're building a center like this uh, in the middle of nowhere. And on top of that, one thing we haven't talked about is throughout this whole process, I took my dad out of an old age home who has Alzheimer's and I couldn't bear to leave him in Toronto. Every time I go to visit, he was, you know, they're feeding him horrible food and everything that mm -hmm. I know about food um, and to heal the body and to heal the brain, uh, they were not giving him. And I just couldn't bear uh, that I would get that phone call that my dad died in the home. So I had this bright idea to bring him to Nicaragua. And I thought, okay, I'm building a wellness center. I have all this land. I'm going to build him a little house and get someone to take care of him. At least he's with me and he can die in a very peaceful and loving way. And at least I can give him my food. And um, he came the, like literally the month I was opening up my business. He's been here um, four years. Four years? Wow. Yeah. Uh, no, maybe he came the next year I can't remember he's been here three or four years um and he I never imagined that he would improve like this he is gone I got him off all his medications he was on four his short-term memory has come back he's happy all the time he's laughing all the time they all told me that he was going to become abusive they told me that you know things are going to get really bad 
And uh, I just knew I had to try again and I didn't want to live with regrets. And I just mm -hmm. wanted him to feel safe in his departure from this world. And oh, that's he's beautiful. still alive, you know? And Brain, well, you know, I mean, nutrition is so important when it comes to our brain health. And one of the things that I personally get frustrated with because I work specifically with mental health and yes. substance abuse uh, populations is that about 90% of these mental health disorders that are diagnosed, you know, depression, anxiety, bipolar disease, schizophrenia, dementia, Alzheimer's, these are really underlying nutritional deficiencies that have not been addressed. And yeah. with our conventional medical practices and approaches, you know, their solution is here, take this pill. Yeah. And they don't take into consideration how the pills are also having impacts on other organs and functions in our body. They call them side effects, but the reality is these are direct impacts from the medication use. And so if we can really lean into that nutrition piece, yeah. we can get off these pharmaceuticals, we can enhance our well-being and longevity and vitality. So I think it's beautiful what you've been able to gift your father. I mean, my gosh, what a blessing. Yeah, I knew, I knew it would help him improve. Um, but like I said, my intention wasn't to help him improve because we're always told Alzheimer's is irreversible. So right. I just thought, okay, well, it's, I'm not going to be able to reverse it, but I want him to be happy mm -hmm. and feel safe and feel loved. So that was my intention. And never in a million years did I think that he would improve as much as he had. And never wow. in a million years was it my intention to take him off medication. Of course not. Um, and then he, I just noticed he kept getting better and better. And I noticed as soon as he took medications, it, it would make him fall asleep or mm -hmm. it would make him um, not, he wasn't responding well to the medication. So mm -hmm. um, that's when I realized, okay, the cleaner he's getting and the healthier he's getting, that medications are becoming too strong for him. And in fact, um, I felt like his memory was, um, his memory was becoming worse with taking certain mm -hmm. medications. So yeah, yeah, that was the journey, but um, anyways, yeah, I'm just, that's it's beautiful. amazing for me to witness this, not just as a nutritionist, but just as a human being, like it's just yeah. the body, give your body and give, you know, we're an organism. So give our organisms what they need and they will thrive even at 87 years old. And we're taught right. that seniors won't get better. You know, once you're sick, you just have to wait till you die. And I've watched them get better. The creativity, intelligence, off the meds, memory, all these things have come back. And it's been um, very incredible to see. And like, that's, I, I'm trying to spread this message to give people hope. And I realize not everyone has a wellness center or can bring them their parents out into the tropics. But um, I just want to spread the message of anything as possible. Give your Absolutely. organism what it needs. And it's not even just food. It's just like what I found with Alzheimer's patients, like my dad, it's give them attention, give them your mm -hmm. presence, give them love, you know, stimulate their brain. He mm -hmm. does paintings every single day. That's his homework, he calls it. So he draws every day. Um, you know, surround yourself with positive energy. We have mantras and affirmations everywhere, especially with somebody like Alzheimer's who can't remember things. So he's constantly reading things like, my body is strong. I am filled with love. I am at peace. You know, he's just constantly in his brain. So I love yeah, it, girl. I love it. To see. We're moldable. You know, our bodies and our minds are moldable. Absolutely. We, we are such powerful beings. If we can choose to give ourselves permission to step into that power. And part of my mission is really helping to get the message out there that we really have to take it back to basics. We've got to empower and equip people with skills that we have lost. For instance, cooking being one of them, you know, so many people have resistance around eating healthy because they don't know how to cook. They're fearful of getting in the kitchen. They weren't taught. Their mothers were, you know, full-time um, career women and they weren't in the kitchen modeling and showing these behaviors to their children. And so, you know, I, I feel like with a lot of the people that I've had the opportunity to work with over the many years is that it's that confidence piece. They lack the confidence and knowing how to get in there and be hands-on. And mm -hmm. if we can 
empower ourselves just by trying one little thing, our confidence can grow. And through practice, you know, we can yeah. start creating these nutritious and delicious things that are truly nourishing our bodies and our minds. Mm-hmm. I Beautiful. totally agree. I love it. So what kind of barriers, like what kind of resistance do you see from individuals when they first get to your facility and you're trying to, you know, encourage them? What kind of things do you see? Well, for the most part, people are here, you know, so I'm like a, um, a wellness center, but a lot of people come here to detox and cleanse and they've never eaten healthy. And, uh, or I get a lot of repeat clients who do eat healthy and they know they're going to get everything as anti-inflammatory as possible here. Mm -hmm. But for my beginner clients who come for the most part, they come here because they want to be here. They've done their research. You know, it's not like I'm not a typical place. And if someone goes on vacation, they're not necessarily going to want to go to a detox center that doesn't serve margaritas and nachos and stuff like that. Right. So most people do their research and and they want to come here to, um, to um, transform their health. Mm-hmm. Um, every once in a while, I get clients here who have, you know, dragged their husbands who don't want to be here. Those are the ones who maybe with a little bit more resistance. But I do like that because I like the challenge. And I like to show people that um, they can feel better in their own bodies. Um I think for the most part, like I do get a lot of emotional eaters here and people like really wanting to learn how to eat and have no idea how to eat. So, um, you know, emotional eaters like to eat a lot of food to, to mm-hmm. numb their emotions. But what I do here is I really focus on blood sugar and doing smaller mm-hmm. meals throughout the day. And we do, we're not shy of fat here. We use, you know, mm-hmm. the best anti-inflammatory fats and I try to have plant-based protein at every meal. So that my foods are, um, smaller but more dense and delicious Mm -hmm. and people are always shocked especially my over um my emotional eaters and my overindulgers they always tell me they're like i'm not hungry at all and normally i'd want to overeat at nighttime watching tv and i'm not i don't even feel that here right Yeah. And then also, you know, you have to take into consideration, you're also removing all of the environmental distractions, you're putting them in a position where they have to actually be present with themselves, and the food that they're eating. And most of us are so disconnected from our physical bodies, we're floating somewhere up here. And you know, in, in this other world of expectation and demand, and we're not literally in our bodies which is why we're seeking all of the distractions through comfort food, through, you know, our technology, our technical devices, you know, social media being one of them, um, TV, drugs, alcohol, you name it. Mm. It's really funny because my friends and I, we joke all the time when we go out with other people, you know, we're, mm. we're sober, we, we don't drink and we're having a great time. And people are like, how can you guys have a good time? Like being sober? I'm like, man, when you're vibing this high, the last thing you want to do is lower your vibration with Mm -hmm. some sort of, you know, altering substance that's gonna take down your consciousness and put you back into the whole, you know, 3d matrix of bullshit. I'm like, no, thanks. (laughs) I'm good. I'm gonna stay up here. Yeah, that's awesome. And you know what, I think a big component to the success of my clients here is, um, like you said, the connection, but that comes from slowing down. And we are, you know, we live in nature. So we are connecting to the rhythms of nature here. And also like our meal times. you know, we're eating together as community, we're eating slowly. Um, We're doing practices like yoga, where we're learning to slow down and connect to our own feelings and sensations. And all of this is leading people to eat less, you know, and digest their food better. And um, then they lose this, this um, desire to overeat at nighttime, not only because the foods are nutrient dense, but because they don't actually feel like they need it anymore. Right. So, um, you know, in my rooms here, we don't have Wi-Fi because I want people to sleep and not be addicted to Wi-Fi. And a big focus here is sleep. We go to bed early. The sun goes down here at seven o'clock, six o'clock every night. Mm -hmm. So when the sun goes down, we get tired because your body naturally gets tired with, with the rhythms of nature. And, um, people say they have the best sleeps here because they're not distracted and Mm -hmm. there's no Wi-Fi in the rooms and they're getting enough sleep. And I really encourage naps in the afternoon. I love it. Catch up on the rest. And that Mm -hmm. all relates to 
you know, helping to heal emotional eating too. It's just getting more in tune with yourself, connecting to yourself more, slowing down your eating and realizing mm -hmm. like, okay, I don't actually need to eat more food. Right. People always tell me this at the end. They're like, I can't even finish my food. I'm, you know, people always think they're going to starve here because I am like yeah. a detox center. And yeah. every single time they tell me, I can't believe the food was so delicious and that I was getting full. And then they can't tell me they feel, they feel like they're eating all the time and they go home and they've lost weight and they can't yeah. believe it. Yeah. That's <laughs> what an yeah. awesome gift you give them. That's amazing. I love it. So what are some of your favorite jewels that you have there access to in terms of food from nature um, that can help with boosting Im immunity and provide us with those healthy fats? Right. Um, so we're growing our food as much as possible. So that means our food is going to be organic and clean. The soil here is very rich. It's volcanic soil. So things grow very easily and um, it's very mineralized. Um, here in the tropics, we have beautiful um, foods like, you know, fresh papayas, plantains, pineapples, um, lots of herbs, basil, tropical oregano, culantro, jalapenos. Um, noni, I have a lot of noni trees. So I actually have figured out how to make my nonis taste good and they're really creamy. So I do like noni marineras, noni pancakes, noni crackers. Wow. Um, we have a lot of yeah. Um, edible cactuses, which are really good for digestion, tons of aloe vera all over the property. Mango trees are just coming in. Avocado trees are coming in. Cacao trees. There's cacao everywhere in this country. It's like a cacao haven um, and raw cacao, you know, super high in magnesium. And I think one of the best superfoods. Um, I'm just looking at my garden now to see uh, pataya, passion fruits, so lots of different um, tropical fruits and foods here that we can't back, get back home. Now mm -hmm. there's things back home that I miss that we don't get here because it's so hot, like the blueberries, the raspberries, um, kale, I'm still struggling with growing. Mm. But like I said in the beginning, there's a lot of pros and cons. So I just try to not be attached to things that mm -hmm. I used, I was used to back home and really enjoy what I have here. And that's, yeah. that's how I go through my life anyway, right? It's just, um, you want to make the best of what the universe is giving you here today. And I don't like spending time missing things, you know, it's yeah. like, let's make the best of what we have here. I love that. That's beautiful. I, you just glow, literally. I mean, you could not have picked a more appropriate name for your healing, you know, uh, facility because you literally are the embodiment of what you are teaching. And it's, I mean, for anyone who's listening, you really are going to have to check out the YouTube to just see how absolutely gorgeous and glowing Grace is. Your presence is just really remarkable. Thank you. And you know what's funny is I never planned on calling this place glow it was my my um personal business name was gracious living lifestyle and then i always had this vision that my center was going to be called gracious living oasis uh -huh. so um that's what i called it gracious living oasis and the acronym is g l o so i started I when i was typing things in in the beginning i i couldn't like gracious living oasis was always taking too long and then so i was calling it glo and then i was like oh my gosh it's glow and now yeah. glow has taken off so it's really funny how that that turned out yeah and you are your best piece of marketing my friend because you are literally glowing it's beautiful thank you yeah that's beautiful man um so tell me, what are some of your, what are some of your clients? What are the, the favorite things that they learn how to prepare? Any special dishes? Yeah, well, so the thing here is not everybody wants cooking classes. So I okay. have like my foundational weekly price and then people can add on. So, uh, and I also have a level one to level eight, what, what I call a cell health program. So it's a level one to level eight menu, level one being beginner into mm -hmm. everything that I do here. Level eight being more, um, more intense. And it could, I get a lot of people here who, you know, have diseases or healing mm -hmm. from chemo or um, are here for longer periods of time and want to go through the whole spectrum, start at level one and go all the way to level eight. So it just kind of depends on people's desires and health journeys and where they're mm -hmm. at and how long they're here. But for some people, they come and they're like, okay, you know, I just want to come for a week and eat gluten-free and go surfing. And they're not interested in the cooking classes. Or some mm -hmm. people come and like, okay, I've been here before. I just, I'm a doctor or a surgeon or I, you know, I have a high stress job and 
I don't care about anything. I just want to sleep, rest up, enjoy your food. And um, that's it. Or oh, like beautiful. last week, I had these people who came there like, I want to learn everything. I want to go through the detox experience. I want to lose some weight, but I also want to learn how to cook all this. So uh, it really is up to the individual. Um, some of my most popular classes are, you know, they can be very basic because most people come here at beginner levels and they're just, this is all new to them. Because mm -hmm. if people really knew how to do this, like most of them wouldn't come here. Or actually, I shouldn't say that because sometimes people will just, they, I have more intermediate people who come here and they love the fact they can relax here. They know I use the best oils. They know I use the best salts mm -hmm. and I'm not, I don't use sugar. So I do have that clientele, but for the most part, people come here as beginners and um, they're like, okay, I want to learn everything that we're eating. So I do like mm -hmm. how to balance your smoothies properly. Um, what are, how to make things creamy from a plant-based perspective. Um, sauces is really uh, popular, like how to make the best sauces for salad dressings or for your cook dishes. Um, raw pastas, raw lasagnas, raw pizzas, how to make raw cheesecakes. Um, everything that I teach is raw and, and plant-based because I love teaching people how to use fresh foods from nature and mm -hmm. use them without heat in, in the easiest ways. Mm -hmm. However, I'm not, I don't, um, many of my clients don't want to be vegan, A, mm -hmm. or plant-based or be raw. And that's totally fine. I have many clients who still eat animal products. Mm -hmm. um, and I just, my big thing is I want to meet people where they're at. However, yeah. my forte is teaching people how, how to use fresh foods from nature, the easiest ways without heat and the most nutritious ways. That's what I teach no matter where people are at. And um, so like, you know, everything is raw and vegan, although I hate the word vegan because as we know, vegan doesn't necessarily mean healthy. So right. I like to use more like fresh, real food, whole foods, you know, fresh plant-based Mm -hmm. um, that will either complement somebody's healing journey or transformative journey, uh, or, uh, you know, um, uh, their eating style that has animal products as well. I do right. strongly believe in the power of using fresh plant-based foods to heal the body quickly. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people who come for some sort of transformation, physical or mental or, or both, or, um, you know, just wanting to change their life. I do believe in the power of eating you know, raw um, and plant-based for that journey. Is it sustainable? Not for everyone as, as right. we know. So that's what I always teach my clients. It's good to kind of recalibrate and start fresh and cleanse out. And then from mm -hmm. there, it's up to the individual uh, to always check in. Like, do I want to continue? Does this feel good for me? Do I have energy? Mm -hmm. um, you know, those are the main things. And I, I love people it beyond it if they want to stay on it or don't want to stay on it. I love it. So what are some of your favorite oils to cook with and prepare foods with? Well, I'm limited here. So I'd use the best of what's here, but we, um, okay. we get fresh, uh, coconut oil here in the country on the Caribbean side. So I use a lot of coconut oil. Um, we have rice bran oil here that comes from a local plant that, um, okay. I like to use, um, that I just recently discovered. Yeah, I've never, I've never used it before. Yeah, I've never even in North America, I've never seen seen it, but um, it is a great oil for lightly cooking things or it's a neutral oil. Um, and it is it does have omega threes in it, which I love. Um, mm -hmm. What else am I using here? The, and sesame oil raw sesame okay. oil is here okay. the olive oils aren't great here and you know olive oils are kind of controversial you got to make sure that they're uh, good quality I love avocado oils but mm -hmm. um, they're hard to get here so yeah I try yeah. to stick to local things as much I as love possible. it and another thing that I loved that you said is that you walk barefoot so you spend <laughs> your time barefoot yeah. and you're living in a very mineral rich mm -hmm. area yeah. So you're, ha you're, you're literally being able to absorb minerals from the ground just yeah. by being barefoot. What a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful opportunity. Yeah. I yeah. love it. And I strongly believe in the power of the earth, right. And yeah. earthing and grounding to help reduce inflammation and everything I try to do here, whether it's the foods we eat or how we move through nature or, you know, yoga or the deep breathing, it's all really to help reduce inflammation. And, um, yeah. you know, I teach my clients to walk barefoot and to go for a walk on the beach and go in the ocean. And, and I find like a lot of people who come to me who are, sick or imbalanced and coming for some sort of healing, like I said in the beginning, have lost their connection to nature, barely outside. Mm -hmm. They're in offices 
lenses or like fluorescent lighting, um, barely getting fresh air, let alone walking barefoot, right? Right, so. yeah. So tell me, what was maybe your personal biggest resistance with your whole journey that you've been on these many decades, I'm assuming at this point, um, that really you had a lot of resistance around, you knew you should do it, but there was resistance. What was that one thing or that one modality that you now embrace that was really transformational for you? Resistance to my own healing, you mean? Uh-huh. Um, well, first I just, um, I was scared. If I were to look back, I was scared to get real with myself. So uh-huh. um, I was very comfortable running for myself and just you know, I was younger and immature and I had spent a lot of my life uh, just trying to survive life. And what I, mm-hmm. I didn't tell you in the beginning, the reason why I had a lot of addictions is because I was in and out of foster homes as a young girl to the age of 10. So I was enduring a lot of abuse as a young mm-hmm. child and my way to numb myself was through f- sugar at first and then mm-hmm. food and then later that became drugs and alcohol. Mm-hmm. And um, looking back, like a big component to my healing, at least what initiated my healing was having the courage to face myself and having the courage to really look at why I hated myself. And for many, many years and until my mid to late twenties, to look at myself in that way, because I still had too much pain and trauma within me. So, mm-hmm. um, when I made that decision of like, I, I, hit my rock bottom. And the beauty of rock bottom is that there's nowhere else to go. And I realized, had my epiphany in one of my rock bottoms that there, if, if I've tried every single thing to numb myself and nothing's clearly working and it works for a short time and then it becomes even worse, then what do I do? Like maybe I try and heal my addictions and get sober and have no distractions to actually look at myself. And not only did that take courage, but it was very painful. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was, uh, it was not easy. It's not easy to learn how to love yourself. You don't just go snap your fingers. Like, okay, I love right. myself. Everything's great. It's like, right. it's like you're drowning. At least that's the way it was for me. I was drowning no, yeah. and I had to figure out how to get to the top and mm-hmm. it was hard and I had to be dedicated and I had to, it was painful. Um, but every day it got a little bit better, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, every day it got a little bit easier and every day I learned to love myself a lot more. And it's not, it's not like I'm just sitting here in love for myself either completely. I mean, I do like, this is, you know, I'm very, um, loving and respectful to myself, but it's a daily work, you yeah. know, it's daily work. But there are times, especially when, you know, you're stressed or I'm stressed or, um, you know, old triggers come up. That is a reminder to love myself and to remember the love that I am. And, um, you know, it's daily work to learn how to love Mm -hmm. yourself. And like I said, it gets easier, but I need those reminders to that I am enough and that I am worth it and that my existence matters. And these are things I teach my clients, but I, there are times when I need to remind myself of that too, and make sure that I live in a high vibrational atmosphere and make sure that I am constantly surrounding myself with positive things. And I'm very cognizant of my energy, you know, Mm -hmm. like I don't want to spend my energy on drama. I don't want to spend my energy on people that drain me. Um, I don't want to spend my, my energy on watching, things like the news that I find are draining or whatever it is. I'm very part of self-healing and, and learning how to love yourself is being mindful of where you put your energy and who or what is affecting your energy. Absolutely. I could not agree with you more. I don't even have social media on my phone. I have one special device that I can access to get to social media, but it's not something that technology does not rule my world. I rule my world. Um, so for the audience member out there listening right now, who's really, really struggling with self-love and the concept of loving Mm -hmm. themselves, what is one tip that you could give them with giving themselves, you know, some sort of hope for being able to get where you're at today? What's one thing that they could lean into to help cultivate that self-love? Well, first of all, um, it's possible. Um, that's a message that I feel like my life gives people because 
I, as a young child, as a young adult in my early twenties, I hated myself so much and, um, I did not love my body. I hated my body. I hated myself physically. I didn't think anything I did was good enough. I mean, that came from my abuse. And Mm -hmm. as I've become, um, as I've healed from my own traumas and healed on my journey, I've realized that that wasn't me. That was ingrained upon me by the adults in my life at the time. And I've been able to realize that's not really who I am. Mm -hmm. And I am, uh, that I was, brainwashing, you know, that I I was brainwashed to think that my life wasn't worth it. I was brainwashed to think that I was ugly. I was brainwashed to think that um, my life didn't matter. So the fact that I've been able to get to where I am um, is, should be inspiring for anyone. Like it is, I never in a million, I never thought I would make it to 40 and I'm beyond 40 now. So I always thought that I would be dead by 40. And Mm -hmm. You know, the fact that I'm still alive and thriving um, should be inspirational. It's, I mean, it's nice for me even to take this moment to, to realize that I've overcome a lot. Um, mm-hmm. And my, my advice to people would be start somewhere. And in the beginning, it was very difficult because I was like, I don't even know how to love myself. Like mm-hmm. I, I started realizing like, okay, I hate myself. So I got to do the opposite of what I'm doing now, which is hating and criticizing myself all the time. But I'm like, what does it even mean to love myself? I didn't know. Cause nobody ever showed me. I didn't at the time have any parents to show me what love was. Mm-hmm. So I had to figure out what it meant even to love myself. And I really started from scratch, which is like I said, hard, but beautiful now that I've been able to to overcome it. And I, what I would tell people is do the things that make you feel good. That's, that's how you start, you know, Mm -hmm. whether it's, um, you know, and you have to do the healthy things like moving your body or, um, you know, eating foods, do the, again, it comes down to energy, do the things that make your energy feel good. What makes you smile? Start there. Because in the beginning, when I was trying to figure it out, I was like, that's what I had to do. I'm like, okay. I, Cause I was never smiling. Cause I was in such yeah. despair at the time. So I'm like, what actually makes me feel happy and smiling that doesn't involve drugs and alcohol. Yep. <laughs> so you know, I had to go down that journey. So whether it's a hobby, like maybe it's for me, I loved athletics. So I was learning, you know, learning, uh, like doing sports and learning things like yoga. And then yoga became this beautiful gift that wasn't physical because it started helping me mentally and emotionally, mm-hmm. but, um, maybe it's doing art or maybe it's, you know, learning music. I mean, that's for me also was volunteering. I realized I'm like, I don't feel like my life is worth it right now. So I'm like, let me try and help somebody else. And I realized that I was able to serve others who was giving my life meaning. And when I started finding meaning in my life, I was becoming happier. So Mm -hmm. I tell that to a lot of my clients who are depressed or anxious. I'm like, go and volunteer because you're shifting your energy again. You're, you're taking your own stagnant energy and you're able, it becomes this beautiful cycle of energy, helping others. Um, which when you uplift others, you're uplifting yourself. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, so beautiful. Thank you for that. I, there's so many nuggets there. I'm like, woo, all the feels. So where, where's your hope for humanity? Where would you like to see us as a collective be able to go? Yeah, um, there's a lot going on right now in the world. And um, I think a big part of us evolving into a better world and a brighter world and a more loving world starts with ourselves and Mm -hmm. healing our trauma. Everything we've been talking about here is um, getting real with yourself, facing your shit, you know, and um, figuring out what makes you happy, what makes you truly happy. Mm -hmm. And that's where we're going to change the world when we when we figure out what's blocking us in our own lives. And once we start to, you know, energize more and learn to love ourselves more and lead these lives that are happier, not only for ourselves, but, you know, affecting our families as well, then this ripples out into the world. And we start to raise the vibrations of the planet because we are evolving and we are ascending. So Mm -hmm. I think, you know, getting really clear on your life and taking inventory of our lives right now, like, are we truly happy? Am I really like living out my dream or am I just going through the motions? I think these are all super important things to reflect on and really important in these times right now. Absolutely. I could not agree more. Could not agree more. I love it. 
I adore you. I am so grateful and honored to have the opportunity to share this time with you. And I'm so proud of you and having the courage to, you know, take yourself from surviving to thriving and being able to share that with others and inspire them to want to live their best lives. So thank you for everything that you do. Thank you. And thank you for all the work that you do and putting such good vibes out into the world and educating people and, and being you, you're amazing as well. So where can the audience find you? Um, so my website, which is my name, gracevanberkham.com. Uh, my wellness center here, my self-care center is graciouslivingoasis.com. My name's on Instagram, Grace Van Berkham, um, on Instagram. I'm not very active, uh, as much on Facebook anymore. Um, but I am on there and people can follow me there. Yeah. Awesome. Well, we will make sure that we um, link all of the ways that they can find you and find out about your, you have a recipe book. Yes. I have three, actually four, uh, online recipe books on my website. I have three for humans, one for dogs. Oh, Um, I love it. I, I, um, my dogs aren't vegan, but I make them broths all the time that I soak their food in. So I made them, uh, I made a dog broth recipe book. Um, and then I have some raw books and some, uh, I have a detox book, like a seven day detox. So lots of different things. Oh, fun. Well, we will make Awesome. Well, we will make sure that we link all of those, um, amazing resources that you have available in the show notes and how they can find you to make it easy for everyone. And again, thank you so much for your time and sharing your expertise and your personal journey and, you know, the journey of your father. How beautiful. Just so many amazing things. Keep doing all of the beautiful things you're doing to keep glowing because it looks good on you. Thank you so much, Heather. Thank you for this opportunity to share more. Thanks for joining us on the Think Yourself Healthy podcast. Make sure you leave a review and let me know what you think. I love reading your feedback. Come hang out with me on Instagram at Heather Duranja. And don't forget to take a screenshot that you're listening to the podcast and tag me. I love to share it. See you on the next episode.